On today's episode, we're going to be talking about spiritual community, finding it, making it, and the danger of losing it on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And our goal is to encourage the average believer in Christ to grow, to mature, and not to give up no matter what. Because the minute you, you decide to follow Jesus, a storm comes against you that you did not expect, and that is the enemy attacking your life. But uh, I want to talk today today about the idea of, of spiritual community, because that has been so much on my heart the past couple of years, especially since the pandemic. And and so so today we'll be talking about uh, the you know spiritual community, finding it, making it, and the danger of losing it. And we find that the pandemic created what I call pajama Christians, and maybe someone else has, has also used that term, so I'm not you know stealing it from them or whatever, but I just thought of that myself. But people who stopped fellowshipping and instead chose to stay home and consume church online and then go about their business, kind of like watching a movie, watching church, watching a movie, watching church, watching my show, watching church. And uh, this resulted in no interaction with the body of Christ. Digital church, though it's wonderful, it's useful, and we will always need it, was never meant to be a substitute for face-to-face -face contact and face-to-face -face community. And so I'm going to talk today about community, and this is coming from an introvert. I want you to know that, that I'm naturally an introvert, and I get my energy by being alone. Um, I can deal with people uh, because I'm a pastor, and I've you know, been pastoring for 35 years, I'm guessing around that. And uh, God has helped me to develop a, a, a coping mechanism to deal with crowds, you know. Um, but after a while, I kind of get drained by crowds. And maybe you're watching this and you feel the same way or listening to this and you feel the same way. But um, so I want to give you today five reasons why every Christian cannot be without community. And the first one is this. Community is rooted in our salvation experience. Think about this, fellowship with one another. First John 1 John 1.7, but if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So this is all attached to our salvation experience, to our Christian experience. And the Bible tells us to agree with one another, right? This is community. First Corinthians 1.10, now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that and there be no divisions among you. So first, the scriptures talk about fellowship with one another. Then it talks about agreeing with one another. But then it also talks about carrying one another. Galatians 6, 2. Be one, bear one another's burdens. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. But it also talks about confessing to one another. And that is one more scripture I'll give you. James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you might be healed. Notice that every scripture I read only happens in community. And that's why I say that salvation, Christianity, is attached to community. You can't be without it. In Acts chapter 1, right? They were, Acts chapter 2 rather, they were all in one accord. They were in community. They were together. And that's when God shows up. But Gordon Fee once said, to be saved means especially to be joined to the people of God. 
God is saving a people for his name, not a miscellaneous, unconnected set of individuals. So he's saving a community that, that is supposed to be together. And by the way, Gordon Fee is probably still uh, still the finest Pentecostal theologian uh, in the world. He's been around forever, and he just has great stuff and really wonderful stuff to read. Um, but there's a community killer, we call it, right? And the, and it's 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 obvious in Western cultures and in American culture especially. And that killer, I, I call it the kryptonite of community, it is individualism. When did individualism come into the picture in America and in Europe? It came in in the 17th and 19th, 18th centuries during the Enlightenment, where everything was left brain logical. And for some reason, individualism and the idea that the person is, is the most important thing in the world, that's where it started to kind of take root. And today, the individual is God. My rights are more important than what God requires. What I want, what I see is more important. And so individualism is the enemy of community because individualism says things exist for me, not you know, I exist for the community and, and of Christ and we're supposed to be together and work together, right? But also another reason why community is so important is that isolation can lead to self-deception. Uh, Proverbs 18.1 is a, a very unpopular scripture to the flesh, you know, to the isolated people. Um, it says, one who has isolated himself seeks his own desire. He rejects all sound judgment. And I, I just, that scripture is amazing to me because as much as I love and get energy by being alone, I also realize that I cannot live my life alone. I still need people. I still need community around me because that's how I grow. That's how I thrive. That's how I flourish. And that's how I mature in Christ. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer put it this way, the one who seeks solitude without fellowship perishes in the abyss of vanity self-infatuation and despair. And I, I found it interesting that he talked about self-infatuation. In other words, when we're alone, we tend to kind of be stuck in ourselves, right? And we, we become vain and kind of our own opinion is the only one that matters. Uh, the way the Proverbs uh, scripture speaks of that, that when someone is isolated, they, they tend to reject all external judgment because they've got it figured out by themselves in their own little cubbyhole. Now, many say, and I've heard this through, through the years, you know, I hear a word from God and that's it. And, and they heard the word in their isolation, but that word was never tested. It was never run by a community of people or elders or someone that can say yes or no to it. That can say it's God or not. That can say it's scriptural or it's not scriptural. And that's why it's so important that we have community. But also we find that when we have no one to bounce things off of, we can make up anything. But a third reason why community is so important, why every believer has to have community, is that this one word, accountability. And I know that in some schools, in some places, that's a four-letter word because accountability has been so abused by people in spiritual authority who were controlling and domineering and just outright abused people. And that's awful. It's terrible. But it doesn't erase the scriptures. It doesn't erase Romans 13 about being subject to the higher powers. Uh, even though there's abuses, that never changes. It never alters the Word of God. With community uh, comes accountability. And accountability gives us protection and keeps us 
from going off the rails. That's why it is so important that we as believers are accountable to someone, that we 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 are aligned. I, I think that, that that's how they put it today. You know, who are you aligned with, right? Who are you accountable to? Who's your who's your who's your your tribe, your troop? Who are you part of that if you mess up? They will call you on the carpet, right? They will they will knock on your door and say, what's going on? If you say something weird, right? Who's going to make you answer for it? If you do something illegal, who's going to call you on it? Who's going to say you're wrong and, and we're not going to have it, right? We all need someone like that in our lives. And because people haven't had accountability in the past or they've they've had a secret self going on without any accountability, they, they've gotten in trouble. But I've also heard people say this, I'm accountable to Jesus. I've heard that before. Uh, years ago, a woman came into our church and she said, I got a word for this church. And she, she was kind of almost like, it, it felt prideful to me, like, like I'm gonna show you what's happening, you know? And so all I said was, look, we don't know you. And so if you wanna just sit and worship with us, that's fine. And if you have a word, you can say it to me privately because she wanted to say publicly, I wasn't gonna have that because I didn't know who she was aligned with. I didn't know where she came from. I don't know her story. And uh, I think because uh, people in ministry have not sometimes held people accountable, they've destroyed churches. They've caused all kinds of trouble. So, so when people say, I'm accountable to Jesus, that sounds so spiritual, doesn't it? But it's not biblical. Because God leads us, all of us, every human being by putting us under authority. Everyone is under someone's authority. And just read Romans 13, and you'll see what I mean. In the Old Testament, the prophets were directly accountable to God, and that's true. But in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, believers are accountable to the community and to each other. And so, because we're all doing this together, we all belong to each other. And so, it's better to fall within community than to fall alone. Because when you fall alone, you have no one to help you. And you have no one to say, hey, let's let's do this better next time. Let's repent. Let's make it right. Let's do it better. Number four, the reason why we need community is because Scripture should be read as a community. And I've done uh, some um, sermons on these things and teachings on the idea of reading the Scriptures together in community. That's why it's important to have Bible studies. It's important to have teachings. It's important to have uh, readings within the service. In our, in our church services, we always have at least two readings. And I don't do that because of some weird reason. I do it because I feel like, especially in a day where we live in postmodernism, where people don't believe in absolute truth, I want to declare the absolute truth at least twice in that service. So that's why we, we have uh, Scripture read twice in the beginning and in the middle of service. Uh, but we need to read the Scriptures as a community. And not only that, but when I when I study the Scriptures, I need to somehow connect that with community and not just get in my own head and make my own conclusions without bouncing it off of somebody. Now, this doesn't mean that we should not have personal devotions or, or you know, read the Bible. We shouldn't read the Bible by ourselves. This is not what we're saying today. We're saying that it means that when we read or study, it should somehow be connected to community. I've seen it where Christians have gotten involved in conspiracy theories on, on weird websites or, or weird teachings on websites, and they're inside their own heads all, all the time, and, and 
when they go to church, there's this conflict now because it's not being read together in community. And so it's so important to read it together. False doctrines often happen because there was no one to challenge the person who was deceived and say, you're out of line, that's unscriptural, that's not of God. And it's so important that we, we do that with each other. I mean, the Bible talks about admonishing one another, right? So, you know, we have to confront one another in love. But number five, and we're going to land this, land this boat here, <laughs> land this plane. Um, we need community because Jesus shows up in community. Jesus, yes, he shows up privately sometimes, but, but in the scriptures, we find that Jesus shows up where there's two or three. Uh, Matthew, Matthew 18, 24, where two or three are assembled in my name, I am there among them. So notice it didn't say where one person is assembled, but where two or three, because Jesus encourages community and then he shows up. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer put it beautifully. He said, Christianity means community through Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ. No Christian community is more or less than this, whether it is a brief single encounter for daily fellowship or, or, or the daily fellowship of years. Christian community is only this. We belong to one another, only through and in Jesus Christ. I mean, what a beautiful way to put it, that we belong to each other. That's why we need to be together. And, you know, when you think about it as a believer, when we discern things, we discern as a body together, as a community. We don't just discern it by ourselves. I've seen it through the years where somebody will sit in the back pew and say, well, I have discernment, and they proceed to judge everyone that they look at. And that is not the purpose of discernment. Discernment is something that happens within the body together. When you pray together as a community, you're discerning what is going on and you pray towards that. So discernment can only happen really when the ecclesia, when the ecclesia, the church, comes together, Matthew 18, 19. But what about even things like binding and loosing, which Jesus says, I'll give you the keys. Binding and loosing only happens in community. Did you know that no, no Christian individual has the power to bind and loose a nation or a, you know, a large stronghold and say, I'm going to rebuke this stronghold. No, this happens in community. That's why Jesus said where two or three are gathered, because we don't have the power or strength to do that by ourselves or the authority for that matter. But I, I want to encourage you today that if you're watching this or hearing this today and you, you have isolated yourself, because it's true that that uh, since the pandemic, many of us have just gotten comfortable and even kind of a little nervous about getting out more. And many of us are working home now because things have changed with our jobs. And so some people's home and office are the same thing. And so we get, we get stuck in this rut at home. But I want to encourage you that if, if you have not had community to reach out and ask God to show you where to go and where to connect so that you can be a, a believer who grows in Christ and who matures in Christ and who and who uh, uh, comes to the point where where you reach your potential, which you can never do by yourself. So if you like this podcast, leave a like and, and, uh, and uh, subscribe to our channel on, on YouTube. And also we're on Buzzsprout, we're on Apple, we're on Stitcher, we're on a bunch of these. So uh, check it out. Check out the website, soul02.com. And we have articles there and, and a bunch of stuff. So until next time, thank you so much for being with us and God bless you.